Hello everybody, welcome to the show. I am your host, Davin James. Today's episode is recorded on the 22nd of May. I hope everyone's doing well, hope you're on a good day. As always, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. So today, we're talking about a transplant patient. Now, I've done many transplant episodes in the past, but this one, and medical episodes as well, to be, you know, to be more precise. But this one, I think this is like the best one I've probably ever done. Because this story follows a woman by the name of Jennifer Sutton, who is now able to see to see her own heart some 16 years after it was removed. Because her heart is now being on a display in an exhibition at a museum in London. I mean, think about that for a second. How many people out there actually get to see something they donated, like body-wise, in this on display in a museum or whatever. That's incredibly rare, at least I think of, at least I think about it that way anyway. I don't know how often you get to see that sort of thing. Because I never actually thought about it. Which is, you know, shame on me because I'm sure that's been done loads of times in some ways. But I never actually thought about someone's body, or not body, but like, you know, someone's organs or whatever being donated well, yeah, being donated and then being put on a display in a museum somewhere. I just never really crossed my mind. But fair play to her for doing that because obviously she had her own reasons for needing a transplant, which we will get into. And she described the experience as surreal, which is very relatable. <laughs> it's not many people who could actually say their heart is on a display in a museum somewhere in the world. Not many people can actually say that. And that's not really something you want to brag about as such. <laughs> it is quite a weird thing to go... Well, it'd be an excellent first date, you know, topic, that's for sure. <laughs> so, like, what's a funny fact about you? Or what's a surreal fact about you? Well, it just so happens I have my own heart on a display in London. In a museum in London. Or anywhere else for that matter. And like, how do you come back from that in terms of a conversation? Like, how many questions do you have going through your head to fight then in the moment? But that would be a wicked conversation starter, that's for sure. But she hopes that this will encourage people to donate their organs for transplants, which I, yeah, which is absolutely fair. Many people out there are in need of donations in terms of transplants. Some are on a waiting list, some are struggling to find a match. Both are very, very stressful and both a nightmare. I can't imagine which one's worse. Probably trying to find a match because that's always very rare. Even your own family members sometimes cannot even be a match. Or if they are, there's certain risks involved and they might not survive the procedure and whatnot. So then you've got to go back to the drawing board once again to try and find somebody who can be a certain match for you and then the waiting list they could go on for well I don't know how often waiting lists are for donations such as organs and whatnot but I can imagine that being very long for the most part and very stressful as well sometimes even the most simplest things well, not simple and there's no there's nothing simple but getting an organ transplant <laughs> but even the most Little things like that can be quite a nightmare and can be quite 
devastating to have to deal with. Which is why I support anybody who has to go through a transplant or tries to find a match. And anybody who's willing, even a complete stranger who's willing to donate a certain organ or whatever to another individual who they've never met or maybe they do know, wherever it may be. Like, fair play to them, because that takes a lot of balls in some ways. Even, maybe not, because it's all about bravery and just doing what's right, I guess you could say. But there's not many people who will actually do that sort of thing, at least to my knowledge anyway, but I could be completely wrong. So Jennifer was just 22 years old when she realised she was struggling even the most basic physical day-to-day activities, such as walking up gentle hills. And think about that for a minute. She's 22 years old at the time. So she's still quite relatively young. You know, and I'm sure she was probably living a healthy lifestyle. You know, she didn't smoke, she didn't drink, she didn't do drugs. I could be completely guessing here, but I'm just, you know, going off the top of my head. And when you're you're 22, you're still quite young. You've still got your whole life ahead of you. And life's, you know... Could be a life could be a party for some people at that age, but yet this is this woman here, trying to yourself, still a baby in some ways, and she's struggling with the most, you know, basic physical tasks such as walking up gentle hills. I mean, hills can be a nightmare, that's for sure. I, I've been, I've walked up some hills where it feels like it's a never-ending journey, <laughs> especially in a town outside of the main town I live in. Uh, called Barry, which is the next town over from the town I live in. They've got hills that will put you through hell. Their hills are absolutely a nightmare, especially if you're in the summer and you're walking up these hills, or if your body's exhausted and you're just walking up these hills. You feel like you're battling and losing battle in some ways. And for the most part, that's like most hills in general. But after visiting a doctor, Continue off the story. She was diagnosed with retrospective cardio empathy and was told that she would not survive unless she had a transplant. She became increasingly ill while on the waiting list. But then in June 27, she got the great news that she, they had found her a match for her treatment or for her, you know, um, what do you call it? Donation, if you will. Jennifer was extremely anxious about the surgery, as she would expect. Her own mother actually had the same uh, procedure when she was just 13 years old. When Jennifer was 13 years old. And unfortunately, her mother did not survive that procedure. And that must be hard as it is, knowing that your mum had the same procedure that you're going through. Sure, she was a little bit older than you were, at a time of having, um, at a time when you're having your procedure, but the risks are there, you know, and a lot of force go into your perspective. How am I going to live? You know, am I going to survive this sort of procedure? And you, you try to keep those thoughts out of your mind because they're no good. Won't you let a negative thought into your head, especially when it's about a procedure such as this magnitude? Then your mind's just an endless loop of negativity after negativity after negativity. 
once you let one negative thought come in, then another comes in, then another, then another, and then it's just it just gets to the point where it drives you insane, and you just freak yourself out, and then you're like, well now that, well, now what the hell do I do? Do I go through this procedure? Do I not? You know, you try to weigh the pros and cons, even though there aren't really many pros and cons regarding this procedure. And then, yeah, but sometimes you just need to calm down, take a breath, and trust in modern medicine, if you will. And could talk with your doctors, could talk with anybody you need to talk to, and try and get the best advice as you possibly can. Even though it's easy for other people to give advice when they're not the ones going through the procedure. When it's you that's going through the procedure itself, then it's like, well... How the hell do I think this through in a clear mindset? And unfortunately, not, not everyone's able to do that. But thankfully, her surgery was a success. And now 16 years later, she can look at her own heart, or her old heart, rather, on a display. And she did an interview with BBC News saying, I remember waking up after the transplant and thinking, oh my goodness, I am actually a new person. I remember doing a little double thumbs up, dance to my family and saying, I made it, I made it. A quote. Um, Jennifer gave her consent for her heart to be part of an exhibition and wants people to be encouraged to, you know, encourage, she wants to encourage others to donate their organs. Caught in her heart the greatest gift possible. And while speaking about the exhibition, she said, the minute you first walk in, you think, that used to be inside my body. But it's quite nice too. It's like my friend. It kept me alive for 22 years. And I'm quite proud of it, really. I've seen lots of things in jars in my lifetime. But to think that's actually mine, it's very weird. Yeah. I completely, (laughs) I can see that for, you know, I can see that being her mindset, in a sense. (laughs) so the surgeon, Mr. Stephen Large, who performed the operation transplant at Royal Popworth Hospital, said she was sick as anybody with pump failure, but she's done incredibly well. Now that Jennifer's 38, she has since tried to live as life as full as possible. She has since got married, and you can imagine how big of a deal that is to her when she's got a new leash on life. Many years ago, she thought she wouldn't probably have the opportunity to get married because of this donation, uh, because of this physical health problem she was having. And now, years later, she's done that, and now she's living life as best as she can. It's been 16 years, and she wouldn't have had any of them without her donor. She keeps incredibly busy, active, and keeping her heart as possible. Brilliant stuff. So with that being said, thank you all for listening to this episode. Till next time, take care, stay safe. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.